Welcome in, everybody. Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Debaters. I am Andrew, alongside Matt. Yes, sir. No Chris and no Max for this week. Yep. Very disappointed in those two fellas. We're missing them, though. Yeah, come, please come back to yep. the podcast. But... Chris is tired. A lot of... Guy's a hard worker. You can't blame him. And no one... Well, Max, Max and more health issues, is that what it is? Yeah. I'm not sure, but either way, you got us today. The two best, the best podcasters of the bunch. So, if I may, I'll get into the quarterbacks as the third string reader here. We have Deshaun Watson as the number one quarterback against New England. A little bit surprising, but they won 27-20. And he ended up at 31.36, so a big bounce-back week for Watson. Number two was my guy, who I traded for, and you might have too if you listened to our earlier podcast, Justin Herbert, with 27.74 against the abysmal Jets, who almost came back and won. Then we wrap it up with Kirk Cousins, who lost to Dallas, but somehow 24.46 points for the guy. So, that'll wrap up the top three QBs for the week. All right, I got the running backs. So, to top off the list, a not-so-surprising Derrick Henry at the top with 21.2. Yes, sir. Against a tougher Baltimore defense, so that was that was a little bit surprising. Yep, but almost... the overtime. Overtime is what got him up there, though. Absolutely. Then we got another familiar name at the top, with Dalvin Cook getting 20 flat against uh, Dallas defense. So not, not a surprising defense to get. Then we got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming in at third with 19.7 points against Las Vegas. So a couple of guys that we're kind of used to hearing. But we... Uh, that uh, The running backs, was, there was a few other... Guys that kind of surprised me, like Melvin Gordon came in with 18.4, Carlos Hyde 17.5, J.K. Dobbins 16.5. A couple of unexpected names in yeah. there as well. So yep. So not just not only the t- cream of the crop. It's a couple of decent decent games from underperforming running backs thus far. But getting into receivers, Adam Thielen with a spectacular one-handed grab in the end zone, ended with 24.3 as they lost to Dallas. (laughs) Number two was, I'm going to have to get his first name, Damir Bird from the Patriots, an unknown guy who I've never heard of. He ended with 20.3 against Houston in the loss. So the top two guys, basically losers. Then we had Rob, well, we have Robert Woods. I don't think that game's over yet. But they are leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he is at 18.6 right now. So he could be breaking the list. We are mid-game for them. Fourth quarter, though, end of the game almost. So Robert Woods, big performance there. All right, and then we have the tight ends. Top of the list, not surprising whatsoever, Kelsey with a... 18.86 sorry against Vegas and Mark Andrews coming in at second with 15.6 against Tennessee yep one long touchdown pass for him touchdown catch I mean and then Darren Waller with 14.8 against Kansas City so the two that faced off had some big tight end moments there was a a lot of game, a lot of thrown to Waller that I witnessed in the Vegas game. They they liked him a lot. He got a lot of targets in that game, so it's not so surprising to see him up there. All right, so start him, sit him. Well, yes, sir. Hey, not start, no, no, waivers. My waivers bad. first. Before we're, we're I'm, get try, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here. So waivers to start off. I had 
three guys this week. My number one is going to be Taysom Hill. Now, he is not the greatest passer. He's not an amazing quarterback. But what he is is a very good running back. Two rushing touchdowns, a lot of rushing yards. They got the win, so they're probably going to stick with him and not bring Winston in. He ended with 24.42 points, and he is only owned in 34.2% of leagues. So I believe Taysom Hill might be a guy that you could pick up. Breeze has 11 broken ribs and <laughs> or fractured whatever. He's not going to be back anytime soon. So Taysom Hill is most likely going to continue to be the starter. If you're hurting at quarterback, he's a guy that has a lot of upside, not with his arm, but with his legs. He's basically another running back that you could throw in there who still throws the ball a little bit. And he might even pop up at a little bit in wide receiver as well. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Taysom Hill, he's a Swiss Army knife, and he's a guy that I think that you can roll with. But I would be cautious in starting him right away. He's not going to be totally reliable. But he is a guy that you might be able to pick up coming into the playoffs pretty soon. So just keep your eye on him. Next, I had J.K. Dobbins. 16 points. He looked really good. He got the touchdown. He had a majority of the, of the rushing work. But... He is on COVID-19 protocol, so he is a do-not-pick-up. Instead, you are going to go ahead and go for Gus Edwards, who is going to be the only running back in that backfield besides Lamar Jackson because Ingram is also on the COVID list. So Edwards is only 2.9% owned, and when he has gotten the opportunity, he has taken it pretty well. So Edwards, not a terrible rusher. They don't have a great matchup, but I believe... With the COVID protocol, they should be out for two weeks. If they're if it's not a false positive, those two other running backs should be out for two weeks. So Gus Edwards may be a play for the next two weeks, depending on his matchup. That's all I had for waivers. Chris has um, has waiver wire advice. He says pick up Tim Patrick of the Broncos. He is the best available. Value wide receiver for late in this season with only 6.7% owned. So go out and get him if you if you need a wide receiver there. Yeah, according to Chris, I'm not so sure about that one. But I won't I won't trash him too hard. Like I said earlier, the guy's a hard worker. So <laughs> is that it for him for waivers? That's it for waivers. All I right. do not have any myself. Nope. Does Max, Max does have one, which I I'm not I'm not gonna. I don't even want to read it, to be honest with you. Oh, boy. Because it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they announced that two is still going to be the starter. They just benched him for the one one game for underperforming. I don't believe Fitzpatrick is going to start. If he is, that it, it's a good pickup. But if he's not going to be the set-in-stone starter, you can't, you can't pick him up. He's going to be a wasted spot on your bench. So you're going to have to monitor that. I would not be taking him yet. Unless they've already announced that he will be starting, which I seriously doubt, and I am pretty sure I heard that Tua is still going to be the starter. So I'm going to go ahead and disagree with Max on that one. Sorry, Max, not here to defend yourself, but you're wrong, buddy. Show up. Show up next time, and maybe uh, maybe you'll have a say in something. <laughs> All right, let's get into the stardom sit Stardom sit here we go. Quarterbacks, let's start off with that. All right. What do we got? My starting quarterback for this week is going to be Derek Carr versus the number 32 ranked Atlanta. This should be a power game for the guy. Derek Carr somehow plays very well against Kansas City, but going against Atlanta, he should have no problem throwing the ball. Aguilar played good for him. Um, his other, Henry Ruggs is, is always a threat. Renfro had a decent game. Waller is a great option. Derek Carr has weapons. His offensive line is very good, and he is playing a just an atrocious Atlanta team. Number thirty-two. They are the worst against the quarterback. This this past week, Kansas City was, uh, I believe, middle of the pack against quarterbacks, and he got twenty-one points. So I believe that he is a good start against Atlanta. If you have a bye week, if they're even having bye weeks anymore, but oh, yeah. you got a bye week and injury. If you had Bridgewater, anybody who got Breeze, anybody who got injured, Carr may be a very good option for you. And I believe this is a week that you could easily start Carr and not even have to think twice about it. 
I agree. That was going to be my start as well until up until I heard that was yours. Um, but he has he he has uh, he's a very underappreciated quarterback. I feel like underrated in in that. But he does have weapons, like you said. Yep. All right. So my sit is gonna be Philip Rivers. So you might look at Philip Rivers and see his matchup against Tennessee, number twenty-three against quarterbacks. So that is a good matchup. And Philip Rivers has played pretty well this year. He has been a guy who is not going to get you a ton of points, but he's been pretty, pretty consistent in a way. Not over, not week to week, but his good games are like twenties about there. So. You may think that this is a good matchup and Philip Rivers is going to do well, but he had a he had an, an ankle injury in the game, and he sat for a little bit. You could see his ankle unless they wrapped it. It was it looked really really swollen. He didn't look good. I'm going to go ahead and sit Philip Rivers even if they activate him to play through the injury. I believe he's not going to be the same injured as he would be healthy. And yeah, that's all I got for quarterbacks. All right, so I'll talk about mine. My quarterback start is going to be Matt Ryan versus the Raiders, so just a little little flip-flop on yours. And the reason for this being is Matt Ryan just came off of a bad week, 5.28 against New Orleans, who is actually the number 8, so a tougher defense that he was up against. And you might be down on him thinking maybe he's not that good, but look at the last time he put up a really bad performance. He got 4 against Carolina, a better defense at the time, followed up against Minnesota, number 21, and he booms with 31 points. Now he's up against Las Vegas, which is the number 24. I think he's going to go off, and he's going to have a much better week, and I would put him in your starting lineup if you have him. And then... Well, for that one, one, I I don't totally disagree with you, but the Raiders' defense has been are right in certain games. So I believe that's a... But Matt Ryan has been pretty decent all season. And I think I'm going to agree with you here, but I would I would have some caution tape on that. You never know what Atlanta's going to do. Yeah, well, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to disagree with your defense statement there, their defense being pretty good, seeing as he just picked them apart at the end of the game. So there. let me ask you, is Matt Ryan as good as Patrick Mahomes? Is that, is that, is that the point that. you're making here? Because I'm not it kind of sounds like that. But Atlanta has always been a high-flying offense. Matt Ryan has always been that guy. I just see him... But without Julio is... And did you see what they did against the Saints? Julio might is not a guaranteed injury. He might be back, first of all. And the Saints are the number eight defense. They're a much better defense. Yeah, but their secondary has been atrocious throughout the year. I'm looking at a Vegas number 24, and I'm looking at green <laughs> on my phone. So I'm going to go ahead and say I didn't say I fully disagreed. I'm just going to have to I'm say. I'm going to say that there's a caution tape around the guy. I... I'm not seeing some caution tape. If, you, if you're seeing some caution <laughs> tape, the caution I tape? recommend just cutting that caution I'm, tape I'm right off. The, I'm at the wrong crime scene. Yeah, I think so. I think the crime is you thinking that he's not going to do good. <laughs> all right. But, all right, all right. Anyways, uh, let's just get into my quarterback sit, which is going to be Matt Stafford versus Houston. And is it really that hard to say... You want to sit the guy after watching him put up zero points against? No, it's it's. I mean, he didn't put up zero. The team for the team, he put up zero. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, zero. He zero points for the team. uh, He has been he's been too inconsistent for me. Yeah, I I think he would. I mean, Cam Newton had a good passing day against Houston, and Cam Newton is not good at throwing the ball. So I don't, I don't know. It's tough. I, I, you can't rely on him though. So I'll agree with you there. I, I just I can't trust the guy. I think Swift is more of the superstar there, and they're gonna rely more on him than anything. Yep. All right. Well, Swift may still be injured. That's true. That's true. But uh, you might see Matt a little bit, or uh, yeah, you might see Stafford a little bit more out there. But yeah, but without Galladay too, I wouldn't count on it. It's tough. He's not. I don't believe Galladay's playing. But for Max, is that halfway for QB? Yes. All right. For Max, he had the same start 
as me, Derek Carr, good start. His QB sit is going to be Taysom Hill, which I don't I don't know if I fully agree with that. He was my waiver wire pickup. He is playing Denver, who I believe was about 14 against quarterbacks. But Taysom Hill isn't an ordinary quarterback. He's a running quarterback. So I believe that he may be a start. If you're, if you're willing to risk it, uh, risk, a, risk a bad game because he had no passing touchdowns, only about 100-something passing yards. If you're willing yeah. to risk, the, I believe he's going to get the rushing work. And I don't, yeah, I'm not seeing too many passing touchdowns in his future either. No, but the, if he continues to get rushing touchdowns, he has been pretty decent, not fantasy-wise, but pretty decent in general with a few packages when Breeze is the quarterback. So now that he gets to play the whole game, I believe that his rushing, he's going to be like a Jamar, a Lamar Jackson-type <laughs> runner without... I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't been throwing it well, but not not as good of a, th- not as good at throwing the ball as Lamar Jackson. So I think that he may be a guy that if you're willing to take the risk, you could plug into your lineup. So sorry, Max. That is the second time I'm going to go ahead here and disagree with you. What does Chris have for his start? Yes. Well, did you have Max to sit? Yes, Taysom Hill. Carr was his start. Oh, Carr was his start. Okay. So Chris's start is Tua versus the number 29 Jets, which is confusing because it, mean, se- it seems like Tua is going, you know, yes. unanimously known as the starter for... Yes, and a, and a straight contradiction to what Max's waiver wire was. I believe that Tua will be the starter. I don't think there's any way that they're going to bench Tua completely. No, and if you want to give him a little confidence boost, the Jets is the place to do it. Yes. So, I so they're be- playing the Jets. So. I think you have to go with Tua. I believe Chris is right. Max is wrong about Fitzpatrick. He's not a pickup. Then Chris's sit is Brady versus the number 10 Chiefs. And uh, I don't know, to I don't, be honest with I don't you. Think, I, don't think I, could, I don't think I could bench Brady in that game. They're number 10, but they're not. Derek Carr just lit him up. Yeah. I I I don't Tom Brady hasn't been he's been pretty good all season for the most part. He's number 6 as of right now quarterback, but I feel like he's been I don't know, he struggled against good teams here and there. I think I I could I could see that being yeah, I could see that being a sit definitely. I don't looking know. back on it, if you look at his record with the all the harder teams, he hasn't done all that well. He's been put down. I'm not saying terrible performances, but you're seeing some 14s, 8-point performances. Yeah, that one terrible performance. Yeah, against New Orleans. I don't so. know. It's That's a tough decision. I'm I'm going to lean. I'm going to agree. I'm, I'm going to lean that if you, if you have Tom Brady and not a lot else, then you're going to start Tom Brady because you're not going to go to the waiver wires and pick up somebody... All right, how about how about this? Eh, maybe not. Let's uh save that for later. <laughs> but Tom Brady, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. We'll we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. So uh, was that his sit? So let's yeah. get into running backs here. My running back start is gonna be Salvin Ahmed, if that is how you indeed pronounce his name. Not really sure, but he is playing. Just like the argument for Tua, the number 25 ranked New York Jets. He had a 7-point performance, nothing special, but he should be be ready to go here. That was a tougher game, too. They didn't do too much offensively. Yeah, and they played Denver, who has historically had a decent defense, especially against the run, and I don't believe Miami is set up as a run offense. And with Tua struggling... I think the whole offense is obviously going to struggle. So seven is actually not too bad for the terrible performance by the Dolphins in general. So I think that Ahmed is going to be a good option for you, and this is going to be a big bounce-back game for him. My sit is going to be Melvin Gordon versus New Orleans, your sit of the week last week. This is If you sat him, you regretted it, but this week you are definitely going to sit him. He is playing New Orleans, number one against the run, 
He had two touchdowns. He didn't have 100 yards or anything. And they played Miami, who has been better on defense as of late, but is nothing like New Orleans, who hasn't allowed a 100-yard rusher in forever. So Melvin Gordon is not going to be in your lineup this week. He's underperformed all season, and this is the week you're not going to want to start him. I agree with that. Okay. What do you got? My running back start is going to be my man Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team against the Dallas Cowboys. On Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, yes. Uh, You have seen Antonio Gibson, his performance has been a lot more consistent in recent weeks with 18, 9, 18, 16. He's putting up some good numbers. You're seeing him in the end zone a lot. I like how he's been playing, and I think the team around him just really really likes him as well. So I think from here on out, for the most part, you can consistently start Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I agree. I think Delvin Cook just lit him up, so I believe that Gibson could easily be slated for a big game. I think provided he finds the end zone, gets his receiving game going a little bit. Yep then he will do just fine, just as expected. But let's move on to my running back sit, which, sorry if I mispronounce this, but LaMichael Perrine, Perrine, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. <laughs> it is spelled like Lamical, and that is how I thought we pronounced it. <laughs> I think it's... And Andrew corrected me, it's gotta be LaMichael. LaMichael, is it Perrine, I assume? I'm, I'm sorry. Anyways... <laughs> He is playing the we Dolphins. We apologize, Lamical. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, buddy, but he's playing the Dolphins, and I know they, they're they not known as the toughest defense in the world, but Pirine, I know he found the end zone. But no yards other than that, and he is severely underperformed. He's not. He's a guy that is almost a do-not-pick-up from the waiver wire. I believe this was kind of a fluke game for him because he didn't... I mean, how many yards did he have? Only 33. 33 yards on how many carries? He had eight rushing attempts, so that's not... I mean, that's not terrible production. No, that's not good. That's not good. That's not terrible production, but the fact that he only got eight carries is not what you're looking for. I'm also looking at he also has an injury. And Frank Gore. Oh, sorry. So he is completely out now. So then maybe instead of him, what do you think about Frank Gore in this game? You think he's still a sit? I would say so. He's he really they really don't want him to even be the man there. No, I mean they he has he's, he's underperformed. Very old. <laughs> yeah, he's I love the man. I I you know, he's one of my favorite players, yeah. but he was the first running back that we saw make some amazing moves and <laughs> jumps back in the I day. Mean, he yeah, he's he, a historic player, but he he's just not came, in his prime anymore. He just came off of an even better week than Pirine, though, yes. with 13.1, he had 61 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown with an additional 10 receiving yards. But so. the thing about that is is that they were beating Miami the whole game. So uh, Chargers? They, this past game? Oh. Are you talking about the Jets? Yes. They just came off of playing the Chargers. Okay. They're playing Miami next week. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Sure. My point is my point is very irrelevant here. Okay. Anyways, sorry. So you you're asking if you think Frank Gore is going to be a sit or a start? Yes. Okay. I think I think he's still going to be a sit because of the fact he has he has gotten the starting role in previous weeks against some not so good defenses, and he has shown that he really can't do too much with it. I think Miami is going to come out a little more angry after their basically humiliating loss. Yes. And they're going to want just beat the crap out of, you know, little team. yeah, the little kid on the block. So, <laughs> I say no for Frank Gore. All right. I think Frank Gore may be a desperation play if there's really no one there and I think that Frank Gore being it, especially if the Michael isn't going to be there. I believe Frank Gore may be a guy that you could throw into your flex at only for desperation though. If you have a bunch of injuries, there's nobody on the waiver wire, 
I I would I would maybe maybe start in this game because you're not gonna get too much of a better matchup for him to play against. So if you are gonna start him, this is probably the week after Melvin Gordon had just a big day. So who who was also underperformed. So he could, but I I wouldn't count on it. I would throw that in there as total desperation. So for Max, his running back start is gonna be. Gus Williams. I believe he meant to say Gus Edwards. <laughs> so he must have typed that in wrong. So Gus Edwards. I don't believe there is a Gus Williams running back. I will double check on that. <laughs> yeah, double check. I'll, I'll be we'll back. We'll get back to you. But if it is Gus Edwards, I agree 100%. He, does, he doesn't have a great matchup coming up. But like I said, he has performed when he has been the only guy there. Unfortunately, the search for Gus Williams comes out to a negative, so we're going to go ahead and make the assumption here. And Gus Edwards would make a lot more sense than Gus Williams. (laughs) If you're looking for a Gus Williams, you're not going to find him. (laughs) So Gus Edwards is the guy that he meant to say. His running back sit is going to be the same as mine, Melvin Gordon. What does Chris have? Chris has, for his running back start, Giovanni Bernard. Versus the number 26 Giants. And I think that might be a solid start. I believe that is going to be a good start. Joe Mixon is still not going to be playing, yeah, I he don't is, believe. He's placed on the IR, so he's guaranteed okay. three three more games out. Giovanni Bernard is going to take over with Burrow being out. He's going to be the man, so that's a good, good solid start there for Chris. With his Then moving on to his sit, he says sit Zeke. Versus a wow. number four Washington, he says. Zeke, I don't know about that. He one. says Zeke struggles against better defenses. You you're gonna disagree with that? I I want to look at his stats and see what. Uh, I, he has struggled, but with Andy Dalton back, I don't believe that they could just key in on Elliott. I believe Zeke is gonna. If you drafted Zeke, you're gonna have to start him. You're not gonna be able to bench him. I don't. I don't believe you could. You could sit Zeke. There's. He's just too much of an upside. You're not going to be able to. I mean, looking at his stats, Chris does have a point. Last time he played Washington, he underperformed with only 8.1. He played Philadelphia, who was the number seven, with only gets 7.3. Pittsburgh, the number two, gets 6.9. These are all in recent weeks. I mean, I agree that you that if you do have Zeke, you're probably going to be pressed to play him. But if for some reason, if you're maybe in a smaller league or anything of the sort and you have Zeke and you don't need to play him, I'm going to go ahead and agree. I would not play him if you don't need to. Otherwise, you might have to if but you absolutely need are to. Are you going to start somebody like Frank Gore over his Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. So that what about, I think this is going to be a good one here. Selvin Ahmed or Zeke? Selvin Ahmed plays the Jets. If you had a choice between those two, would you sit Zeke uh, for him? I mean... I don't think I would. I think I would try to find a different way to put Ahmed in there. Yeah. Sit somebody else. But if you're in between those two, would you sit Zeke for Ahmed? I don't, I don't think I'm I could. I'm not going to. I don't think I could because I would end up regretting it. Yes. What so, about your start? My uh, running back, I already went through. Gibson, would you sit Zeke for Gibson? I would say yes, against Dallas. Yeah, I believe you. That's probably probably where I would probably draw the line, is Gibson or better, I would sit. But the likelihood of having the option to be able to sit Zeke and play one of these guys and then have somebody else in your other running back spot, I think you're going to have to play Zeke. I don't think that there's... Anybody you could really plug in unless you have a super deep running back team and they all have good matchups. If you had if you had Ahmed and Gibson, and those are gonna be your two running backs, or or and Zeke, if you had to pick from those three, would you sit Zeke? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I could. No. I, I think I'd I'd have to keep Gibson and Zeke in. Yeah, I if that were the situation, I would find a way to put all three of them in, but I'm not going to be able to sit Zeke. So I, I don't it I just don't, seems I don't agree with that one. Zeke did better at the beginning of the season against those better 
rated defenses. Yes. I think with, with without there. yeah, I think without Dak, he has uh, been struggling more against the better defenses. I think Chris does have a valid point here. I though. believe he does have a point, but I think that no matter if you're in a situation, you're going to have to play him. You're not going to have anybody good enough to fill in for Zeke. Yeah, like I said, unless you have a smaller, you know, six-man kind of league, then yeah, but you're not going to have Most people the are not going to. You're yeah. Not, it's going to be tough. I don't I don't see a way. I I agree that he you don't you can't expect much from him. You can't expect much from him this week, but you're not going to have somebody who you are sure is going to do better. Maybe Andy Dalton does change it up and up his performance so. a little bit. I believe he it will. has to. I mean, it has to. Yes, especially Andy Dalton's will dump it off to Zeke. So I I think that Zeke will get enough. He's not gonna he's not gonna get enough to satisfy you, but I don't believe that there's any situation where you're gonna be able to sit him. So is that it for Chris? Yes, that is it for him. So right, we'll move so on to the receivers. receivers. My wide receiver start, I did not look into him, but Adam Thielen is on COVID protocol after a huge performance, so Justin Jefferson is going to be my start, assuming that he plays. Monitor him. He's obviously close to Adam Thielen, being in a receiver room and everything, so monitor him for COVID, but if there is no COVID in his future, I believe Jefferson is going to be a start even against a tough Carolina defense against the receiver, number eight against the receiver, it's going to be a Dalvin Cook kind of day. Dalvin Cook should have a huge game, but Justin Jefferson is going to be the only guy Cousins has to throw it to, and I believe that they're going to be playing from behind, behind Carolina, and without Adam Thielen there, Justin Jefferson should have a big game. And I believe that with Jefferson being a deep threat, I think... With also Dalvin Cook being the beast that he is, they're going to start creeping up. Dalvin Cook, all those rushes, they're going to feed Dalvin Cook. All those rushes are going to bring those safeties up. Then you're going to see Jefferson just behind all of the safeties after all of that run. They're going to start sending the blitz, and the only man on that team to catch the ball is going to be Jefferson at that point. So I I have to agree. They're not going to be worried about Jefferson. They're going to be worried about stopping Dalvin Cook. Yes, who has been an absolute beast. And this is a good matchup for Cook, too. I do see a scenario where Jefferson does not get anything because it is a de- it's going to be a Delvin Cook game. But I believe that the opportunity is there for Jefferson, even though Carolina is a good defense against the pass. But my sit is going to be a guy who I also might add to the do-not-pick-up list, but I do not know enough about him. Demir Bird, the guy on New England, the receiver. He is playing Arizona, good matchup and everything, but Newton is way too inconsistent for me, especially throwing the ball. He is not going to be able to support a receiver the way you would want. So Demir Bird has not had a very good season thus far. This may be a breakout performance, but I don't believe that Bird is a guy you can trust, even in a good matchup here with Arizona. So Demir Bird... While he looks tempting with seven targets and six receptions, that was against a piss-poor Houston team. And Arizona's not much better, but I, I, don't, I don't believe in Cam Newton throwing the ball. I don't believe... I, I, the, anyone on New England is too inconsistent yeah. to... The only person to that I would maybe team. trust is that running back. I believe his name was Damian Harris. Or... I, I'm not, I believe it's I believe it's Harris. He he's been he's been very good. I would I would go with him, but he's the only Patriot that I would stick with. What do you got for receivers? Receivers from my start, I'm gonna go with my man Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. So he came off of a 9.4 week, which was disappointing against uh, the Bengals. You're expecting yep. bigger num bigger better numbers to be put up there. However, he is coming into a game against the number one, or sorry, number one, number 31 Dallas defense against the pass, or against receivers, I mean, sorry. He's going to have a better week. However, I'm looking at some ankle injuries. Him and Antonio Gibson both sit out of practice today with ankle injuries. So you are going to have to monitor that. 
However, I think they will be back in time for game. Yep, it's most likely rest issues. The thing is, too, you never know if they're going to be winning. This game against the Bengals, they were winning the whole game, so there's not going to be much receiving work to go around, especially with Rivera as the coach because he's an old-school kind of coach. He's going to run the ball and try to end the game. So once you go up in a game by as much as they did, there's not going to be too much receiving work to be had. But I believe I still believe in the connection between him and Alex Smith, and I believe in his talent. So I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there. All right. What's good. your sit? My sit is going to be Corey Davis, who is going up against the number seven Colts defense. Colts have been just a good defense all around, yep. just the whole season. But I put Corey Davis on this list because he is a name that has just been... He has popped up on on your list for top score a few times. Maybe yep. not top score, but he's come up there a few times. He's had some good performances, but every time he plays a, bad, or a good defense... He struggles. Yes. The only reason I'm going to say this is he had 12.3, which is pretty good, against Baltimore last week. So he did have a good game there. But if you look at the rest of the season, he's been very inconsistent, especially against good teams. Colts, I, in my opinion, are a better defense than Baltimore. Yes. And I just I don't want to start him on there. They're going to be more running, more of a running game that game anyways, so... Corey Davis is not going to be the guy. Nope. So for Max, Max is going to go ahead and, and say start Will Fuller. I don't believe I saw what he ended up with. Did you see? I saw his point it, total? it. It was pretty disappointing. It was not not what you were expecting from I him. I believe it was around eight, I want to say. But Will Fuller has been fantastic this season. Yeah, it was exactly eight. Yep, so eight points. It's not what you want especially in a game where that was such high scoring as this. But the Patriots' defense has gotten healthier, and they most likely focused in on Will Fuller to stop him. I know the other receivers also got some yardage and played pretty well. But Will Fuller is the guy on that team. And who are they playing this week? Detroit. Detroit, so that's going to be an easy matchup. They don't have a cornerback who can cover him. Will Fuller should have a field day on Detroit. On Thanksgiving. <laughs> His sit is going to be CeeDee Lamb, who I believe had a not-so-bad game. He had a ridiculous touchdown. Oh, yeah, he did. Absolutely. That was that was pretty crazy. Yes, so, but I, I believe CeeDee Lamb is gaining the trust more of Andy Dalton, but they are playing the football team on Thanksgiving as well, and the football team has a tough defense, and Dallas does not have... A great team anymore without Dak so against a good defense no one I don't know how they will fare I don't believe they're gonna do well I believe everyone there is gonna underperform slightly I think it'll be not not too not too bad of a game I think it might be pretty close but I don't I don't see CeeDee Lamb getting too much work but you never know he's he's gaining the trust of Dalton and he looks pretty good but I'm going to go ahead and agree with Max. That's all he has. All right, so Chris is wide receiver start. He says start DJ Moore versus the number 29 Vikings. He says DJ Moore is on a little bit of a roll himself, and he has a great matchup for that to continue. So I'm going to look at DJ Moore. I want to see how he's been doing because one of the names, unexpected names coming out of that team is actually Curtis Samuel. He has actually been a scoring machine in recent weeks actually but looking at DJ Moore he he has been he put up 14.8 against Detroit and then 16.6 against Tampa Bay in the previous week behind that so I'm gonna go ahead and agree Minnesota is the number 29 Carolina has been playing what seems to be a little bit better of football so I have to agree with that. All right. Move on to his wide receiver sit. He says, sit Chris Godwin versus the number four Chiefs. 
He says Chris Godwin has been very inconsistent, and it is a bad matchup for him. Yes, I agree. Godwin was very good last year, but this year he doesn't seem to have the connection with Brady. Brady doesn't look all too good, and he's basically the number three receiver after what we saw tonight. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Antonio Brown looks like the number two receiver behind... I mean, honestly, Godwin, I would say, is behind Gronkowski for receiving work. If you he look, doesn't look like he's doing too well out there. And if you look at Chris Godwin's fantasy stats, he has only gotten double digits three times this season in total. So he's really not been much of a factor. I know he has, hasn't has played many games, but even the games he has been playing, he's gotten a decent amount of targets, but he just really hasn't been consistent or fantasy relevant. <clears throat> so I, I'm going to have to go ahead and agree. Yep. Good picks, Chris. Yep, not too bad. Not too shabby. So that move, did we go through Max's? Yes. Yeah, we did. So let's get straight into our uh, picks then. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't. I'm not seeing any picks from Max besides the primetime game. I don't. I don't believe he sent anything in. No, he did not. Okay. Well, Max, come on, buddy. But anyways. We will get into the records here. Andrew went two and one, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, I did go two and one. Twenty and nine is his record. I fell back. Fifteen and fourteen. I went one and two this week. Very disappointing. I was hot on Andrew's trail. But Chris also went one and two. He is down to eleven and fifteen. Max has almost caught up to Chris with less games at ten and twelve and one. <laughs> All and right. both Chris and Max went 2-1. and one. My pick, my lock this week is going to be Houston at Detroit. I believe Detroit... You think that's a lock? I do. I, I don't see many opportunities to pick Houston, and I believe Houston's offense is going to be much or far too much for Detroit to handle because Detroit just looked downright bad. Their offense was bad. Their defense was bad against... Who did they play? <laughs> I'm getting confused here. Detroit? Denver? I believe it was Denver. No, that was no Miami. Well, whoever they played. Carolina. They lost Carolina, nothing that's to right. Carolina. They got shut out. Yes, by a quarterback who has never really played in the NFL besides one or two snaps. P.J. Walker from the XFL, actually. Lit him up. And I believe Deshaun Watson is better than P.J. Walker. And Deshaun Watson will perform better than P.J. Walker, and he will show Detroit how bad of a team they really are. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to agree, seeing as Detroit has a bunch of missing important pieces to their offense. Yep. But yes, so what do we got for Max? What is his, Max oh, sorry, he didn't have any. nothing in. Sorry, I forgot. He, he I just, mean, I, I've gone through it about four times and I see nothing from Max. Yeah, so Chris has got the same pick as me for his lock. He wants the Browns to win over the Jags. I, is there much to say about that? The Jags are just not a winning team. Not much to say at all. Yeah, so let's just get right into our upsets then. What do, what do you got? All right, so I went back and forth a few times here. I still don't know. I have two of them written down. Here's what I'm deciding between. I'll tell you that while I make my decision. Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Kansas City is favored. I believe Tampa Bay might be able to come to town and play after, I believe, Brady lost in this game. Did they lose to the Rams? I did not see. No, but whenever he has a bad performance, which up until not too long ago he had a pretty bad yeah, performance. Yeah, they lost. They lost so They lost. Brady usually plays better in that next game. And I'm between that or the Chargers at the Bills. I don't... I'm, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay against Kansas City, I believe they have a chance to upset Kansas City. I don't believe it's a good chance in any way, but I, I believe it could happen. It's a weary pick. I don't. I don't. Uh, I can't even. I can't agree with that entirely. No, but I, I, I don't even agree. With <laughs> but let's get into Chris's. His upset is going to be the Titans over the Colts, and I'm going to disagree. Mm, Titans. That was his upset last week, wasn't it? 
I'm not. I'm not sure. We're gonna <laughs> have to have a talk with Chris. <laughs> but I'm gonna disagree with that entirely, though, yeah, because I am too. the Colts just just proved what they can do against a team that has a really good offense and a bad defense. Yep. In the Packers, they put them down. I think it'll be the same thing against the Titans. The Titans' defense is not there. But the enough. Titans did just beat Baltimore, who has a tough defense, but they their offense has been struggling a lot. And with, with a hurt Phillip Rivers, I don't know. I don't know. I think it should be interesting. It'll be a good game for sure. Because with Brissett in there, are you less confident? I feel like I am, yeah. You're going to get more of a running threat, less of a throwing threat. Yes. So, yeah, I, 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 that, that could be a good pick then. But my, I'll, I'll get into my upset then. My upset, I'm going to go with Carolina over Minnesota. Minnesota shows that they're not really a winning team either. Carolina's coming hot off of after a big win. Yep. I was a, I was, that was the game I wanted to pick, but I had picked Carolina as my lock and my upset in the past two weeks, so I cannot pick them again. So that's why I had to go with someone different. But I believe that is the best upset pick of the week. All right. And our prime time, we got Washington versus Dallas. This is yep. this is a particularly tough matchup to predict for yes. me. Because Dallas is so wildly inconsistent with whether they're good or not without Dak Prescott. They, they just... Put a beating down on... Well, no, they didn't. No, they they, didn't. it was a close game against Minnesota. Yes, close game. But they, they beat Minnesota, who has looked much better in recent weeks. They don't have an elite defense, but their defense has been better. And their team overall has been better. And they just lost to Dallas, which confuses me. And that is why... Otherwise, if it wasn't for that game, I would pick Washington all day. But I'm going to go with Dallas. They're in Dallas. They're on Thanksgiving. Dallas is coming off a win. Washington just played Joe Burrow, hurt him, and that's why they won. So I I don't believe that was a true win, but I think I think Dallas can beat him. And with Andy Dalton back, I think they can beat him. See, I wanted to go Washington. But I don't know, with hearing that Gibson and McLaurin might be both fighting off ankle injuries, those are two of the biggest pieces of their offense. Yes, but usually they say that at the beginning of the week. They don't practice for a day. They give them a day off, and then they'll they'll play once the game starts. Yeah, and as long as the coach is not Pete Carroll, you can, <laughs> yeah. you can most likely listen to what they have to say about yeah. the players. <laughs> but Chris has Washington winning over Dallas. I don't know. So does Max also has his one pick this week is Washington winning oh boy. at Dallas on Thanksgiving. I I don't know. I want to say Dallas. I feel like they win a lot during Thanksgiving too. Oh boy, it's a tough one in Dallas. What do you got? They have Andy Dalton. I'm gonna start the play clock. Oh man, I gotta go. I gotta go Washington. I Washington. can't. I can't turn right. them down. All right. So I'm all alone here in Dallas. Come on, Andy Dalton. But anyways, let's get into the final chapter of our of our podcast here. We'll go with the debate. Not too interesting of a debate, but we'll continue the conversation with what we had earlier. So here's what I'm going to ask you here. I don't know his response yet, so I don't know how much we're going to debate here, but I can lean either way. Tom Brady, tough matchup, right? Tough matchup? Kansas City. He's playing Kansas City. He's having a tough matchup. Would you start him? If you only had him on your team and you're looking at the waivers, would you start him or would you pick up a guy? I'm going to I'm gonna give you an example. Taysom Hill and start Taysom Hill. Who is Taysom Hill playing? They are... I forgot. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Asking me questions and... And you don't even have the full scenario put together no, I here. Have, I don't have the full scenario. I'll just give me a second here. But Matchups are everything. Yeah, they are everything. They were playing a good run defense. I remember that. Sorry, you're trying to stall here a little bit while I look up their matchup here. But he did have two, two rushing touchdowns. They are playing Denver. Denver. Number 17 against quarterbacks, but that's not an accurate stat. So you got Taysom Hill versus Denver coming off a win where they completely shut down Detroit. 
with a lackluster offense, or you have Tom Brady against Kansas City coming off a loss. Oh man, he has not I, done Tom Brady. Well. Tom Brady has struggled against the better defenses. Yes. So. Oh boy. Pick your guy. Pick your guy, and I'll argue you. Oh man, I don't. I don't know. That's a tough question. But but it may be a legitimate scenario somebody's in. If they have Tom Brady and nothing else, you might have to pick somebody up off the waivers. You say Taysom Hill versus... Sorry. Against Denver? Yep, number 17 against quarterbacks. Not great. They haven't been great all season, but they were very good last week. Man, I don't like it. I'm going to have... middle of the pack. I'm going to have to stick with Tom Brady. See, I'm going to go with Taysom Hill on this one. I think Taysom Hill... With his running ability, is going to be much safer of a bet than Tom Brady. Tom Brady has the opportunity, even though it's it's a really tough one. It's a really tough one. But I think that you're going to have to go with the upside of Taysom Hill. His rushing ability is just, it's so much better than almost any other quarterback's rushing ability. And that that's all he can do, really. He can throw the ball a little bit, but he is a rusher. But you know he's going to get the rushing yards. So let me ask, because I'm uncertain. Why are they, why are they not using Jameis Winston? Is he hurt, or are they just tr- he's playing? not hurt? But they because chose not to start him probably from the way he has looked either in practice or when he came in for Breeze. He did not look very good. And now coming off a win, I believe Taysom Hill is going to be the starter, the full game still, because coming off a a big win with Taysom playing quarterback pretty much the whole game, how can you not stick with him? Provided that Winston is not a threat to Hill's job security, I would probably have to say yeah, but Taysom. But he, but he always is there in the background. You never know. You never know if they're going to bring in Winston. Yeah, that's the problem. That's what I don't like about it. Yes. So would you go with Tom Brady then? If you are making the decision right now, not knowing Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, would you go with Tom Brady? After the way Taysom Hill looked, they got the win. I don't know. I like I said, I I need to know the status of Jameis Winston's. He's not. He's healthy. He's healthy. No, but I need to know whether they are using him. They plan on keeping Hill as the I believe starter. they used Winston a little bit. I'll look it up real quick. But did and they did they name Taysom Hill the starter here? They they from, named Taysom Hill the starter last week. From here for this game for just for the game, but not for. No, but I I don't I don't see a way that they're gonna take that away the way that he played. Let me see what. Winston see, that's did. one of the games I wish that I had actually watched. I was unable to, but I wish I had watched and saw how he actually performed. So Jameis how... Winston. Oh boy, that's it's just a tough question because. What week is ten? We're going into week twelve. Okay, so he had zero. Jameis Winston had zero points against the Falcons. And Taysom how many Hill did Taysom Hill have? Game. Taysom Hill had 24 points, fantasy points. But remember, we're talking about Atlanta here. Yeah, Atlanta is a very bad... I gotta go... If you're, I think if you're in that desperate of a situation where you're willing to think about Taysom Hill... But let's say you're not. Let's say, let's say you, you just you need a win... Uh, your borderline playoffs. You're not desperate, but you need a consistent play from somebody, and you're picking between these two guys. Oh, Taysom Hill is a big risk, but his rushing ability, his risk is not when he's on the field. His risk is going to be Jameis Winston. Yeah, I, I So I make agree. the decision. So I got it's 11.59. The game's at 12. You got to pick one right now. Pick him. I Put gotta, him in your lineup. I gotta go Taysom Hill. Taysom he's, Hill. He's All more. Right. He's more. Gonna, he has more upside to him than Tom Brady does. Yep. You. You've seen Tom Brady at his absolute best, and you've seen him at his worst. And so then here, I'll, I'll switch over too. I'll switch over. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is coming off a bad game. He just lost to the Rams. He lost to Jared Goff in a game he probably should have won. He is historically. Much better in games after he loses, as any great player is. He's playing Kansas City. Not the greatest defense, but a good team overall. It could be a shootout. You never know. Yeah, that's I'm, that's like the problem that I was having. But he's also, like I said, struggled back-to-back against teams 
that teams with good defenses that have good defenses. Kansas City is, is I believe, number five. They're number ten. Oh, are they number ten against the quarterback? So they're not they're not anything too special against QBs, but they're not they're top a walkover. 10. Yeah, they're not a walkover. No defense by any means. But like I said, Derek Carr just had he he played him twice this year. He had two field days with them. In the air. I could see the argument either way, but I mean, you know what? Going, I can't, into I, can't it, I can't see you using the the coming off a loss as a as an argument though, and then playing well because if you want to talk about that, let's look at week five going into week six after a very I'm very I'm sure. A very, very, very embarrassing loss to the Chicago Bears in Week 5. He ended up with 14.12 fantasy points. Comes into Green Bay and annihilates Green Bay entirely. Their team just whooped Green Bay. He gets 14.64 fantasy points. So I don't yes. think you can use that no, as... No, not, not, not so much for fantasy, but he himself had a better day. He didn't make mental mistakes. He just didn't need to do it. Against against Green Bay because but they ran team, all over him. But his team outside was performing, so he didn't have to really do exactly. much. Exactly. They, they're not going to be able to run the ball as easily on Denver as they did on the number 31-ranked Green Bay. I I honestly am probably going to have to go... You mean Kansas City? Sorry. You said Denver. Oh, yes. Kansas Sorry. City. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They're not going to be able to run on uh, Kansas City as well as they did against... Yes, Green but Bay. Their, but their defense was also a big factor against Green Bay as well. Yep. With many creating many turnovers that Which game. could happen, but Mahomes, I don't know. Mahomes just... I, I, would, I would have to probably stick with Tom Brady. I mean, talking both sides out, it's it's a really close decision for me. But I, I, would, I would stick with Tom Brady. I'm, the thing with Tom I, Brady is he's always going to get the passing... A, Attempts like he yes. his number is always high with passing attempts. It all just really comes down to whether he's gonna find the end zone or not. So if you wanna if you wanna be looking for somebody that's more proven and everything, I would say Tom Brady. But if you're willing to take the gamble, I think Hill has a bigger upside. Yeah, I I think that's where you have one. to leave it at. I don't think there's much more to say outside of that. No. If you're playing one of the best teams in your league and you need a win, you might you might have to go with Hill just because of his rushing potential. But at the same time, I feel like Tom Brady has such a high potential in a shootout potential game because the defense is not going to get it done against Mahomes. I'm telling you right now. No. And I I believe Tom Brady against Kansas City's defense can light it up. I believe he can, but he's there it's a tough. It's a tough matchup. It's not an easy matchup. No, I'm. I'm looking at. I'm looking back, and I'm gonna disagree. I, Tom Brady has struggled against every single good defense he's played. But I don't see Kansas City's defense as being that good. They're number ten. You can't number ten against a QB that. in fantasy points. And that's what I'm looking their at. Their defense hasn't been. Their all their games have been a lot of points scored, for the most part. It's. It's a tough one. I think Tom Brady has shootout potential in him. I think Tom Brady's the upside guy. I, I'm going to go opposite of you. I, I don't agree with you. I think Tom Brady's the upside guy, and Taysom Hill is more of the safe guy. I believe I with disagree. his rushing baseline, he is the safe option for you because he's almost guaranteed to get you at least 18 points as a runner. As a runner and throwing the ball a little bit. I think that... I don't believe his upside is crazy high. Like Tom so Brady's then why be. would you go with, if you're guaranteeing 18 points, I don't want to go with anybody else. Yeah. I'm I mean, not going to go with the guy who's averaging right around 14, less than that, probably four, well, yeah, around 14 points per game against good teams. Yes, but... He's never been, he hasn't been in a, really a single shootout. The entire season. No, but I, I think that this has the potential to be, and I I think if you're playing somebody who's who's really really a lot better than you in fantasy, and you need a sh- a shot at a huge game, Tom Brady has much higher of a shot than Hill. I don't think so. I, I don't he think does he does because so Brady Brady has had a couple of thirty plus point performances. 
Taysom Hill is never going to get you 30 points. But look at the teams that he's put up against. I, I understand Chargers, that. Vegas, Carolina. I understand that. But at the same time, I, I don't see any way that Tom Brady, you could say, like, for sure isn't going to do good. Kansas I, City, Kansas go City is say... 10. Kansas City is 10 against the quarterback in fantasy. But their defense isn't an elite defense. They're not one of the elite defenses like the Colts, like... I mean, even the Bears. I, I wouldn't say they're as good as the Bears' defense. And I, I think that Tom Brady could... I mean, if Derek Carr can can really put up the numbers like that against him, I believe Tom Brady could easily. With his weapons, Antonio Brown coming into his own, I think Tom Brady is the upside with the chance of a dud. And Hill's the safe guy. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go ahead and say Hill all day over Brady. But we're just going to disagree, so I think that about wraps it up for today's episode. Yes, it does. Not too bad of a debate here. Um, You're going to have to make the decision for yourself. I mean, you're going to have to pick who you believe in, which one of us, me or Andrew, you believe, going head-to-head here. But thank you for tuning in. We appreciate the support. Hopefully we'll have everybody back next week. And I won't. I'll I'll be gone. Andrew will be gone. Hopefully we'll have the other guys back and I don't have to do a solo podcast, but I'll do it either way. But follow us on Twitter. We are at FF Debaters. Absolutely. And I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving going out to everybody. Everybody get out there and play your turkey bowl. Absolutely. And we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.